still on stage with him this morning in this interview. Can we welcome Dorothy Roberts as she comes? Thanks, guys. Thanks, Dorothy. The hour has arrived. <laughs> Look, it's um, absolute thrill for me to be here. And um, I just want to thank Steve for allowing me the opportunity to come and talk to you. And I just want to acknowledge uh, Steve and his leadership. He's so positive and encouraging of us. And I just want to say thank you, Steve. It means a lot. Yeah, give him a clap. He doesn't get many. <laughs> okay, so we're part three of the series Family Matters, Fight for the Heart. And I've been uh, participating online. Welcome. Uh, if you're joining us today online, it is wonderful to have you with us. And uh, so that I could see what was happening in the weeks leading up. And for me, I have a sense that we're building something significant. And I want to say that if you travel with us regularly and um, for families, you've been making uh, the most of great weather and school holidays and have been away for the last two weeks, why don't you take some time and hop online and catch up? You won't be sorry that you have. And today, I just have a sense that there are some people who are new here today. I want to really welcome you. And hey, I'm kind of new in this environment too. So let's just get to know each other a little bit better. Some of you might not know who I am. Yes, I'm, my name's Dorothy. I'm the Generation Minister. But also, I'm the mother of two teenage boys. I'm a wife of 26 years. I'm the sister to one brother. I was an educator for 20 years with the Department of Education before joining staff here. Here's something if you've known me a little bit, you might not know about me. I'm an immigrant. I grew up in Scotland in a sole parent family from the age of six when my father passed away. At the age of 12, my mother's family, lock, stock and barrel pretty much, moved out to Tasmania. And at that point, I have to say, there was a bit of a family split because we left behind my father's family and we lost contact for over 30 years. Until I was asked for the very first time to speak here at our evening service, which we call Undone. And I was given just a little eight-minute slot. It was called a vital, and that's where we looked at some of the basics of Christian faith. And I was asked to speak on one of the Ten Commandments. I wonder if you can guess which one for those who travel <laughs> regularly. I'll let you know. In Exodus chapter 20, Exodus is in the early books of the Bible, verse 12, it says, "'Honour your father and your mother.'" so that you may live long in the land the Lord your God is giving you. And as I prepared for that, I wanted to know and think about what does that mean in my life? How does that work out in my life? And as far as honouring my mother goes, absolutely. She's an incredible woman 
a wonderful example who raised a family successfully on her own. And um, then I thought about my father and, you know, it occurred to me it's not honouring of him that I know nothing about my father's family. I have no contact, no knowledge. And it went deep and I thought, okay, I've got to do something about this. If I'm going to talk about it, I've got to do something about it. So I used a wonderful Facebook tool <laughs> and uh, sort of put out some feelers to uh, reconnect with uh, cousins. And I discovered this, uh, there's a slide here for you might recognise, Ancestry.com. Does anybody recognise that? Steve looked at me when I talked about it. He's like, what is that? <laughs> so I'm not alone. Okay. Um, I have to confess there are 650 people on my family tree. <laughs> it became a bit of obsessive. And um, I, I don't think I'm alone, though. There are a lot of people out there looking to reconnect with the story that's bigger than just their own. Yeah? There's a TV program you might be familiar with. Who do you think you are? And that's where we get to see celebrities and we uh, get to see who's in their family tree. But what I find fascinating is the musicians would find musicians further down their tree. It was amazing. And again, I came back and thought, why is it that we search to be part of something else, to know that we're part of something bigger. And before I go on, I just want to put a little safe boundary around today and say that there are two words that I'm going to use, and they are words that have caused some of the most incredible conflicts this world has ever seen, and that's, I believe. And what I want to say is that I can guarantee in this room we will share certain beliefs and we will disagree on a variety of others. And what I want to call you to is the trick here today is let's keep sight of what we share, what we can say yes to, okay? And for friends, guests who are coming today and you're not sure about what God is and where he sits in your life, I want to let you know I am completely comfortable with the fact that you might disagree with some of my beliefs. And I know that here at Door of Hope, we're really comfortable with that. In fact, Alpha is all about being able to say and ask the curly questions, okay? So I'm, not, I'm basing that also on something that Jesus said. And you'll find it in the book called John in the New Testament, chapter 12, verse 47. And here's what he says. As for the person who hears my words but does not keep them, I do not judge them, for I did not come to judge the world, 
but to save it. Okay? You're safe here. Okay, so I'm going to go on now, get back to the main point, and that is I believe so firmly that family is important and I'm reasonably confident that we will agree about that. Whether you've had a great family experience or your family experience has not been great, both those experiences highlight how important family is. And week one, Steve shared a story about a person called Nehemiah. And the story is in the book called Nehemiah. And he, Nehemiah was given the job of rebuilding the wall, the security around the community, the city of Jerusalem, and in fact also the church, the temple. And he starts and it's going quite well and then there's an attack. The enemy does not want that security to be rebuilt. And he did a really clever thing. He got family units at the lowest points of the wall to secure it because he knew that we will fight hardest for our family. You see, he knew that the unit of the family was that important. And then in week two, Steve talked about Moses. And you'll find the story in Deuteronomy. And the story is that the Israelites are just on the verge of going into the promised land, the land flowing with milk and honey. And what they have to do is they've got to honour God and they've got to keep the commandments. And Moses recognises that the family unit was their best chance. And that's what he spoke to. In fact, the whole nation of Israel is one huge family. So it's not just our Western um, thinking around a nuclear mum, dad, kids. It's much broader than that. It's a tribe, it's extended family. But he charges them with passing it on. And in fact, God before that, in Genesis, the first book of the Bible, he chooses Abraham. And in chapter 12, verse 2 to 3, he says to Abraham, I will make you into a great nation. You, your family, he's talking about. And I will bless you. And he goes on to say, and all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. You see, God started the whole journey with a family. And I want to explain, we're not talking about the stock image, the Facebook perfect family. That's a creation of our time. It's a lie, it doesn't exist. And I want to stand here before you and say, it doesn't exist in my house. You see, Abraham had two sons. He had Isaac and Ishmael, different mums. A little bit of tension. Lots of competition. 
It's not a happy household. Ishmael and his mother get sent off. Ishmael is the father of a nation. He's the head of the Muslim faith. Isaac, he's the head of the Jewish faith. Let's see how that plays out today. And Isaac has two sons, Jacob and Esau. Esau's born first. Jacob steals Esau's birthright. Jacob is the father of Joseph. Joseph's brothers hate him so much they think about killing him and then they go, no, that's probably not a good idea. We'll just sell him into slavery. You see, God doesn't expect a perfect family. But he works through the brokenness. God's promises remain unshaken because Joseph is in exactly the right place in Egypt to be able to save his family from sure starvation when the drought hits. They come to Egypt, they prosper. In fact, they prosper so much that we find them three to four hundred years later enslaved by the Egyptians and in enters Moses, who we talked about earlier, and they led out of Egypt, taking most of Egypt's wealth with them into the desert. God has a plan that works through brokenness. So if you're broken today, you're very welcome. Because what we are talking about is hope. And I think hope... I'm certain that hope is essential to our well-being and again, I think we can all agree on that. Our vision for Generation Ministry is to partner with parents to grow hope in the next generation. That's something we can all gather around. Now, I believe that the only hope that is unshakable, unbreakable, you can bank on it, is the hope that's found in Jesus. No matter what circumstance I face, I have that hope. And here at Door of Hope, we, as the um, Alpha participants discuss, have a pathway. And we call it the Hope Pathway. And you're all on it at some point. If you don't know about God or Jesus, but you're here today, we call you friend. And you are so welcome. As we put together this pathway, we were working in children's ministry on spiritual formation and saying, what is it that we really need to focus on? Because we only get one hour each Sunday, what is it and what can we tell parents that they've got to be thinking about with their children if we want to grow hope of Jesus in the next generation? And I had an aha moment and it's based on a familiar chapter for those who've been travelling in church for a while and you find it in a book called Matthew, who's one of the apostles, verse, chapter 18, 
verse 1 to 4, and I want to read it to you. At that time, the disciples came to Jesus and asked, who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? We're all the same, aren't we? We all want to know how we can be on top. He called a little child, not what they were expecting, and had him stand among them. And he said, I tell you the truth. Unless you change and become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, whoever humbles himself like this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And my aha moment was, spiritual formation is spiritual formation. It doesn't matter if you're two or you're 10 or you're 15 or you're 60 or you're 80. It's the same deal. And so I want to share that with you today. Is that okay? And this is really, Steve talked about imagine the end. A hundred years from now, what's really going to matter? And what's going to matter is whether you're in eternity with your father, reunited to his family. And it starts with insight wonder. There is nothing better than a child to bring that sense of wonder and excitement and awe. And I think as adults, it's harder. We get a bit jaded in life. And I had a great experience this year. There's about 200 of us go to, um, went this year to Alveston for Hope Camp on the March Long Weekend. And there was a little bit of a stir in the camp. I think it was Saturday night. And um, people were heading off to the beach. And um, so I'm a bit curious. I wanted to see what was going on. And I get there and I didn't see anything to start with until the waves rolled in. And this is what I saw. It was the phosphorescent algae. It was incredible. Who was there? Yep. What ex we experienced was that insight wonder where we went, wow. And he'll probably tell me off later, but our chairman of elders could be seen splashing through the puddles. <laughs> and so were we. We were like, we were like children. How amazing and alive did we feel? And in one of those songs, it talks about that great sense of the party, of the glorious day. If you've lost that feeling, then you will find it in God. God is a God of wonders. And I want to share with you, there's a beautiful psalm, Psalm 139. And just, I've got a couple of verses but if you could take the time, just Google it. If you don't have a Bible, and look for the message version. Verses 13 to 14. For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works wonderful. I know that full well. 
here's the two things that we really want you and our children to know. God made me, he made you. God loves me and he loves you. Children need to know they have incredible value and they are loved unconditionally just because they are. And guess what? So do we. And I want to ask you a question today. Do you know your significance and your value? Because you can find it in God's word. And if you can't answer that, join us on May 21. Start the Alpha journey. What have you got to lose? And that leads us to the next section. Once we've incited wonder, we want to provoke some discovery. And I want to read from you from Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 to 7. Trust God from the bottom of your heart. Don't try to figure out everything on your own. Listen for God's voice in everything you do, everywhere you go. He's the one who will keep you on track. Don't assume you know it all. I personally find that quite a relief. I don't have to know all the answers. I don't have to work it out and understand everything that's going on because you know what? Life is hard. It's hard for me and I'm guessing it can be hard for you at times. Jesus wants to be our forever friend. That's what I want my kids to know, my Hope Discovery kids, your kids. And by the time they're six, a bit older, that's when I'm shooting for them to get a hold of that. It's across-the-line discovery. If you're travelling on that pathway, that's when you move from an explorer trying to find things out and you become a new Christian. When you ask Jesus to be your forever friend, you never look back. And then I want the children to discover and I would love for us to know that I need to make the wise choice and God can always be trusted. And I'm going back to that proverb 3 where I don't have to have it all figured out because God can help me know. And if you're new to this and you don't really know what some wise choices might look like, then you'll find them in God's word. And we do a thing called daily hope, which is where we set out 20 minutes every day to sit down and open up the Bible. And we've got a bookmark that helps us. If you haven't committed to that, or you you might like to start discovering who God is and what his advice is for how to live your life, then just ask at Hope Central or ask someone who comes here will get a bookmark to you. Maybe you need to join a connect group and really set some time apart to sit down with some other people. It's just a small group meeting in a house 
where you get to study God's word and you get to hear other people and journey with them. When we're going well with that, we're really looking at now on our generation pathway that we're moving now from children to youth. And with youth, I want to fuel passion. And I want to talk to you about Paul. He was an apostle and he had some great advice for the early church in Corinth about how to grow their faith, how to fuel their passion. This is what he says in Corinthians 6, verse 11 to 13. I can't tell you how much I long for you to enter this wide open, spacious life. We didn't fence you in. The smallness you feel comes from within you. Your lives aren't small, but you're living them in a small way. I'm speaking as plainly as I can and with great affection. Open up your lives. Live openly and expansively. That's what I want for our youth. And for new Christians, growing Christians, that's what is on offer. And here are the three things that I want for our youth to start to grapple with. I am created to pursue an authentic relationship with my creator. Side note, that's the creator of the universe who knows you intimately, wow, and is inviting you into a personal relationship. Personal, not just like, you know, one of the masses. The creator wants you to have an authentic relationship with him. I belong to Jesus and define who I am by what he says, not Facebook, not Instagram. I exist every day to demonstrate God's love to a fragile and uncertain world. Be radically inclusive. And I want to ask you, how full is your life? Not busy. I'm guessing we're all busy. We've got that one covered. How fulfilling? Does your adrenaline pump? Tell you what mine was this morning. (laughs) What gets you out of bed each day? If your life is small, it's because you're living it small. Your life is not small. There is more. God has so much more for each of us. And maybe you've been here for a while and you're, you're not serving yet. That could be your next step. Because if you come and serve anywhere at Door of Hope, you kind of catch something. And that's the passion. Because the vision and mission gets me out of bed every day. 1,000 lives transformed by hope. That gets my heart pounding. 
Maybe you haven't been baptised yet. We witnessed four baptisms. How amazing that is. Can I ask you to think about it? You'll never, ever look back. And when we've got our youth fueled with passion, when you're passionate, we're moving into, on the generation pathway, young adults. And these are young adults who've been travelling with us, okay? And what I want to do is inspire mission. Paul has some more advice to a church in Ephesus. And we find his advice in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 8 to 10. Here he goes. You're out in the open now. The bright light of Christ makes your way plain. So no more stumbling around. Get on with it. The good, the right, the true. These are the actions appropriate for daylight hours. Figure out what will please Christ and then do it. Just like Nike. Just do it. It's not that hard. And where each of us, God makes really clear, each of us born for a reason. And I want our young adults to know these three things. My significance is found in my personal relationship with my creator. My life is defined by God's purpose and plan. My daily living demonstrates God's love for this fragile and uncertain world. And I want to ask you, do you know why you're here? Maybe it's as simple as why are you here today, right now in this moment, or why are you joining us online? But why are you here on this earth? Have you found what you're passionate about? And if not, I could really recommend this book to you. It was life-changing for me. It was the moment that I discovered why I was here. And I've never looked back. Or we have the heart plungers that was mentioned before. That's mission trips that go to incredible places. People's lives get changed. Their hearts get transformed. That's why we call it a heart plunge. We've got interns who are serving and, and really growing the gifts that God have given them. Next steps. Parents in the room, I want to talk to you for a moment. Steve said last week, create a rhythm. And I came across this great quote by someone quite famous, and it says, it's not what you do once in a while, it's what you do day in and day out that makes the difference. Thank you, Jenny Craig. <laughs> Your children can only go where you take them. So you're not alone. We've got lots of supports at Door of Hope. We want to work with you. You're the primary spiritual influence in your child's life, but you're not alone. 
And Fair is the family pastor. She'll be outside in the foyer when we leave. Go and see her and find out what's available. We've got Family Connect Sundays. We give you information about what you could be doing to create a rhythm in your family. And we've got a great event coming up. It's just a phase. It's only 90 minutes on a Saturday afternoon when all the sport is finished and we're doing childcare and it's not expensive. And we're going to tell you what the opportunities are for each phase in your child's life as they grow. Don't miss it. For all of us, make it personal. What is your growth point? Is it going to Alpha, Connect Group, Serve? Is it leading a Connect Group? Is it committing to daily hope? And for all of us, let's be like that nation of Israel and widen the circle. It takes more than just a parent. We all need to be involved. And there was a recent story in the newspaper, and I've got a, a picture of the bushwalkers, the 42-year-old man and the 13-year-old boy who were camping near Scott's Peak, and they got lost. And what was the response from our Tasmanian community? There was a land and air search. There were teams of people deployed, SES, police. What are we doing for those who are lost, who stepped off the pathway. If you're here today for the first time, you've just stepped onto the pathway and we want you to know that's what God does. He sends the two helicopters. He sends the teams out. He wants to reunite you to his family. And maybe if you've been travelling with Door of Hope for a while, there might be somebody who's just come to mind that you think, hmm, I haven't seen that person for a while. Youth that haven't been coming along. How about you pray for that person? Maybe you're prompted to reconnect, re-invite Mother's Day Alpha. So in wrapping up, family matters. Fight for the heart. Because God is fighting for our hearts. His whole story in the Bible is one of reuniting us to his family. That's what it's all about. And I chatted with you right at the beginning about my family and my journey, and I want to come back to that and give you a little update. My cousin came and spent Christmas with me last year. Hadn't seen her in 36 years. She brought her husband and her kids, and we had a wonderful week together. And later this year, my mother and I We'll go back to Scotland to a little place called Dunoon and we will reconnect with my father's family. Because when you act on God's word, he blesses it. You actually got to live it out and watch what he does. 
how he heals and blesses. What is your action? Because we've got a vision here at Door of Hope for a thousand stories of hope and transformation. And I'm imagining our families reunited to God, like Nehemiah's time, rebuilding the walls of our community, our society, our church. I think that's worth fighting for. Will you join me in pray? Heavenly Father, thank you that you love us unconditionally. Thank you that you have made a way for us to come home. Lord, we just pray right now for those who are lost. Your heart breaks for them. Break our hearts like yours for them. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.